You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators, and this is The Food Code. Happy Monday. Monday mindset. Not really. Monday, what can today be? Memories. Monday memories. That's such a good one. So today is not really going to be about food. It's going to be about Liz and I's year in review because it's been a lot of shit going on, guys. There has been a lot of shit going on this past year and it's been a ride, man. It has been a wild ride. Yes. 2020, while there has been up and downs, it's been a pretty amazing year. And so we kind of want to talk today just about learning through failures and, yes. you know, all of the things that have kind of happened to us. Uh, but as we say, happen for us because totally. 2020 has been a crazy year of growth um, personally and just like in our business, mm-hmm. um, you know, through the mentors that we have hired, um, you know, we're in a year long intensive with WellFit's mentorship, which we've learned crazy amounts of information it's so i love it it's like all of the things that i was not confident helping people with before now i'm totally confident yeah like there's there's nothing that i feel i can't take on with a client absolutely yeah and the best part is like working with holistic practitioners Mm -hmm. too to one be able to have more people in our corner for complex things totally Um, but two now with the full script account Mm -hmm. being able to kind of pass on discounts for certain supplements that individuals need especially if we're going through like a gut health protocol or a liver reboot or you know whatever those things are um you know and then from the business side just having some mentors in our corner that really push us and challenge us and push us out of our comfort zone. So that's what we kind of want to talk about today. And we're going to share some funny moments with you, some epic fails with you. Um, (laughs) And just, you know, kind of talk about what 2020 has been because we launched the podcast a year ago. A year ago, exactly. Which is crazy. I know. The thing, like, when I think back on 2020, I'm like, I am so glad all of the things that happened to us happened to us. And yes. yet sometimes you guys, you just got to look back and laugh at yourself. Like for some of the things that you do in the past that maybe weren't, you know, the smartest or the most effective <laughs> and learn from them. You know, I think that the reason that Liz and I have grown so much this year is because of our failures. Like try, like what we had done in the past as a business. And we've talked about this before. We used to run challenges and here's the problem. Everyone loves a challenge. Everyone loves a four to six week, be super strict with your diet type challenge to, you know, fix their life and their years of poor food relationship and eating habits. And we did them for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I look back on that time and I learned a lot from it. So I won't say that I regret it, right. but it didn't align with what Liz and I truly believe in terms of like building a lifestyle and building something that's sustainable. And are there sometimes periods where you need to go through restriction? Yeah, for certain people, but in the end, I do not think that full-on restriction does a good job for people in building a healthy lifestyle. Absolutely. Because at the end of that, they all went back to crappy food yep. and alcohol and, you know, kind of what we see even with like something like Whole30, yep. right? Where it's very restrictive and we're eliminating all of these things. Like when we work with clients, there's a very intentional purpose and then we have to reintroduce things one at a time. Oh my gosh. By the way, <laughs> 
funny story, guys. Since it's the podcast of funny stories, I actually ended my Whole30. When I did Whole30, I think I did it in 2015. It was the first year that Nick and I were dating. So I did a Whole30 leading up to Christmas. Not a good idea. Don't recommend it. Anyways, on Christmas Day, I went to Nick's parents' house for the first time spending Christmas with Nick. Decided to end my Whole30 that day. Drank way too much. Got super drunk at his parents. Luckily, his parents are wonderful people and they totally did not judge me. And they actually tell really funny stories of it now, looking back on it. But let's just be, I was not the most, you know, I wasn't in the best shape that evening. And the next day we went to um, Sears to look at refrigerators together. I had to go to the bathroom to throw up um, because I didn't end my Whole30 very well. I dove straight into all the alcohol and all of the things that I had restricted my body. And I felt like complete horseshit for the next two days. So um, I learned nothing about food sensitivities and what my body was sensitive to. I learned that restricting your body of alcohol for months at a time and then drinking two bottles of wine and three martinis isn't the best idea. (laughs) I would be so sick. Oh my gosh. I passed out. Nick had to come get me. I, I went to the bathroom. Passed out before I even got to the bathroom. He had to come get me and put me in bed. That oh, was my that was my, my first Christmas with my in-law, current in laws. Um, they you know hopefully they love me now. I love them. Um, but just not the best way to end the whole thirty, which is why we don't like the restrictive diets. Just hope you enjoyed that fun Christmas story around oh the my holidays. Gosh. Well, if we're going down that track, I feel like I should share my. <laughs> My first Christmas with Art's family. So he is Russian and my mother-in-law is Russian. And Mm -hmm. so their tradition is to always have vodka as shots and toast, you know. And so what they call is a choot-choot. It's supposed to be where... (laughs) Okay, so I can't... I got to get through this without laughing. Choot-choot is like where you drink a little bit of the shot and then they like top it off. So it's just like a little tiny bit. So you're not taking the full shot. Okay. I had no idea that this is like a thing. And so first time I take the full shot art doesn't say anything to me (laughs) and I'm seeing like his uncle was taking the full shot and you know his dad was like sipping I think his mom took half I don't even know long story short we were supposed to go it was like three o'clock that we had dinner at their house on Christmas Eve we were supposed to go to church at midnight mass and so the plan was we're gonna have dinner we're gonna hang out open presents just kind of lay around for a little while and then we'll go to church on the way home I was so drunk. I was like, I'm going to go upstairs and lay down. It was like 8 p.m. <laughs> and didn't wake up. Like, <laughs> just stayed there and slept and stayed the night because I had no idea. And like, I'm not a vodka drinker. I don't like, I don't do shots. You know, it's just like a bad combination because then, of course, they're doing like, you know, your regular wine or like champagne yeah. or whatever you're having. But his uncle was here that year from Russia and his grandma was um, alive at that time. And so they all had a toast. And so you had to do this every time you oh. went around the people yep. you know however many people were at the table so there was like yep. five of us so five shots later and then like that's like an asian left. culture oh with my gosh. businessmen and sake or sake yeah so um, sick it's okay i woke up the next morning after christmas and i looked over at nick and i was like are you gonna break up with me <laughs> he was like no it's like okay good <laughs> yes i don't know so this was for us this was like way back in like 2014 or something yeah, like that was that was about when it was for us but so every year it's a joke that like we have to make it to church at midnight and so <sighs> the next year i think we we ended up making it and then i won't lie the year that my mom passed away my dad came up same situation only my dad had had a little bit too much to drink <laughs> and so um art was driving us home because he wasn't really drinking much that christmas and i was like well i guess we're not going to make it to church but this year is we 
me and my dad because we were talking about my mom and you know whatever yeah. so what uh what fun times christmas and this time of hope year you break. guys had a great christmas that didn't include massive amounts of alcohol yes. and embarrassing yourself <laughs> that will not be my year this year um okay so we're looking back, right? And I was just talking to Becca. I'm like, we got to talk about like all of like some of the funny things that happened. There's been a lot of great things that have oh, happened. Yeah. You know, in yeah. our last podcast on Friday, we talked about some of the not so great things that happened mm-hmm. to us um, this year. But a lot of times when we talk to people, they think that they have to be perfect on a journey or totally. that they have to understand, um, you know, everything before they dive in. Totally. And, and they struggle to just kind of make small changes and see how that's going to f- unfold. And so... When I think about this, I think about taking imperfect action, right? All or something rather than all or nothing. And and this podcast is such a great platform for us to be able to share our voice with the world. But at the same time, if we had waited, we would have never started the podcast. No, we got so busy too. Yeah. And to be totally honest, Liz was on me in the beginning about like, we need to do three days a week of podcasting. We need to put out three episodes a week consistently. Because a big thing with podcasting, guys, is like the consistency factor. A lot of people, if our podcast somehow like doesn't go up, there's a there's a glitch or something or it didn't work or download how it should have, which is rare, but it happens. People reach out to us and are like, hey. Where's your podcast? <laughs> because obviously, and I'm the same way. I have certain podcasts that I follow that I that I follow that I look forward to when I wake up in the morning and like I go to do my workout or do my walk or whatever. Um, and so you have to stay consistent. You cannot be random with podcasting. If you want to become a good podcast and want to have like a solid listener, um, you know, population and following, you need to be consistent. And for a while, I was like, Liz, three is a lot. That's a lot of time because you guys, we put in time to the podcast. Like for a lot of the ones, especially the ones about like gut health and about you know mental health and exercise there's a lot of research that goes into it I'm sure you can tell by the butchering of long scientific words that we do a lot of times because even the most you know intelligent people that we work with are like yeah I can't say that either um and so we apologize for some of those butcherings I I I doubt that you even understand what we're saying anyways in terms of those words and what they (laughs) stand for but there's a lot of research that goes into them and so it's time consuming to put out three and then also like two coming up with fresh ideas, coming up with new things that we want to talk Mm -hmm. about and like covering things that are relevant and that people want to hear about. And so I was very nervous about keeping up with three. I didn't think we'd be able to do it. I'm so glad we have. Yeah. It's it's really been a game changer because even in our Fit Mom community, we can always direct people back to, you know, a lot of the ones that we've done either with guests or that are really educational. So I think, you know, if you are out there right now and you're wondering what you should do next in your business or just in your life in general, my biggest advice here is just to take imperfect action. Everything is figure outable, mm-hmm. right? That's Marie, totally. uh, Marie Forleo's uh, kind of saying is everything is figure outable. And I was like, you know what? We're just going to do it. And here's a funny story. We started in my office with a cardboard box around our faces. <laughs> Legitimately, we start because sound is so sound important. Super important. Yep. Okay. And so my husband, thank God for him because he surprised us. I don't even remember. It was early on in COVID, but he surprised us with this podcast room that he built in our basement. Um, we have two mics. We have a TV. If you guys watch Friday Fire, that's our podcast room that is in my house. Um, and he put up all of these kind of sound barriers so that you would get quality sound but prior to that we literally sat in my office which side is side by side yep side by side with one little yeti mic yep 
and I remember a cardboard box that was from Amazon that we were trying to keep our voices in. And we're like, <laughs> you know what? We're just going to do it. And we're just going to do it imperfect. And we're just going to get going and we're just going to start. Mm-hmm. So whether it is in business, whether it is in your life, you know, whether it's a habit or, you know, with your fitness or your nutrition, whatever it is imperfect action you've got to take it yep. okay yep. so I think some of the funniest moments and a lot of these things have kind of been edited out but you know trying to say those very complex words or there's been several times that I'm reading notes that I've pulled from research articles that are more of a summary and I'm not doing a great job of summarizing <laughs> them or there's like sentences that absolutely make zero sense with certain totally. words here's the thing I love ncbi.com mm-hmm. like it's a basically a research housing platform, platform. um Research articles are not easy to read. I, they're very scientific. They are not like straight up with like what they are finding. And I don't love it. I do not love it. Some people love research. They love doing that stuff. I hate academia. I like the real world. I like common sense. And I hate fucking research articles. But I they're like very important. The summaries. I like reading the summaries. I scroll down to the conclusion. I, I read the abstract and then I slow down, scroll down to the conclusion and I control F some keywords. You know, I try to figure out if I can find what I'm looking for within that research article. But they're very important to backing up claims that we're sure. making, you know, and it's extremely important. And finding the right ones that aren't biased, that aren't, 100%. you know, funded by certain companies and stuff like that. So we do a lot of research for these podcasts. Um, and I hope you guys appreciate that to hopefully make the things that we are reading more digestible. Because I'll be honest, Liz and I, for some of us, sometimes they are not digestible. And we and have we to have, stop. And we, we have, have no <laughs> clue what we're saying sometimes. <laughs> stop and cut the words out. And, and again, like you mentioned, like even our mentor, Travis, he's a genius he's brilliant and some of the things that he talks about sometimes I'm like I'm not even sure what you just said because you're speaking in all of these very large words (laughs) but he butchers some of the large scientific words sometimes which makes me feel a little bit better but anyways you know there's also been a lot of frustrating moments that have come you know with creating a podcast um, you know such as not being able to find certain music um, because the person that we hired to help us with our intro and outro since I'm not a sound mixer or DJ uh, we can no longer get a hold of and we don't have an outro so that's why our (laughs) outro sounds a little bit funny lately since we've rebranded but there's also been times where like it didn't record sound we spend 20 to 30 minutes recording and then it doesn't record or that one time we had like this weird ticking noise in the background and we could not get it off and it was actually a really good podcast but we could not put it on the air because there was just this strange ticking and I even contacted you know Buzzsprout and a couple other people at GarageBand which is who I use and none of them could help me so we just had to you know scratch that one but um (laughs) you know trial and error right you do things and you just you do it imperfectly and you know I haven't gone back to listen to some of our first episodes but I would hope that many of you agree I think we've gotten a little bit better at it now I think we've got and fortunately I think that Liz and I are blessed to have good chemistry um we get Liz and I are outside of podcasting and fit mom very good friends um we talk daily sometimes on multiple platforms at the same time (laughs) like there are many days where i'm talking to liz on instagram facebook and via text message um and nick the other night was like 
how often do you talk to her? And I was like, every day, like if I need to find something that she sent me yesterday, it takes a lot of scrolling usually <laughs> because I mean, it obviously right now we're not really like seeing a lot of people. Liz and I fortunately see each other twice a week, which I think is keeping me sane. Um, but we aren't seeing a lot of people. And Liz is who I talk to about weird stuff. Like, here's the thing. I'll be totally transparent. I think you need to have someone to talk to about your poop, your sex life, and just things that you don't normally talk with other people about. Like you need yep. that person. And Liz yep. is my person for that. And yep. so, you know, I even she sent me some pictures yesterday of her outfits that she got for her food uh, her cookbook that she put together and one of them was like really booby like there was a lot of cleavage going on and I was like I don't know if that's going to be the best one you're going to be like leaning over plates it might send the wrong message (laughs) I literally on Saturday just went to this boutique by her house and I was like buying all the things because I will be honest I think I have okay style, but I get so lost when I go to the store and I just stand there and stare at things like, I don't know. And so I do. I come home. I put clothes on. If art gives me the okay, I always run it by my girlfriend. I love that your husband has like really good style and gives you the okay. Nick had to, Nick was really concerned the other day about a Christmas present he bought for his dad. And it was like a blue and white striped golf t-shirt. And I was like, it's fine. Like it's not because Nick is the most basic like yeah. I had to get rid of some of Nick's clothes candidly when we first started dating because they were from I love my husband he owned a pair of Crocs they had to go and he also owned that Charlie Sheen shirt from the bowling type t- uh, button down t-shirt collared shirt that like oh, no. the famous Charlie Sheen shirt I was like this is not staying in our house any longer <laughs> I had this I had this coat when Art and I first started dating and one of the first things that he bought me was a new coat because he is like I hate the color of that coat it was not a gold and it was not a white it was like this very strange color and so he yeah he he has very good taste and I don't know so anyways I put on the clothes and I'm like okay these are the ones I like what do you think and he loved that one of course because a little bit of cleavage and he's like when can we go on vacation but as a woman, I also like to get other girlfriends' opinions. So yeah. I sent it to Becca. I sent it to my other girlfriends. And I'm like, okay, like this dress, is it too tight? Like it feels okay. But what do you think? You know, because sometimes like I don't ever want to be that person that like people actually, my niece told me one time that I wore the same shirt like twice or something. <laughs> and she's 11. So, you mm-hmm. know, it was like within a three month time span. So now every time I see her, I'm like nervous that I'm not going to wear the same <laughs> shirt that I wore before. But long story short, like when it comes to fashion, I just don't feel like I have that like very cute, fashionable, yeah. like I live in yoga pants. And I know. Workout I know. Clothes. Yep. So anyways, long story short, yes, Becca and I do talk very uh, frequently on a lot of platforms. <laughs> um, and so oftentimes we get lost in our own conversation because we might be talking about three different things. Yes. But <laughs> back to the podcast. So if you've been listening to us since we launched this podcast, I was asking Becca earlier, like what if you think back over this year out of all the podcasts that we've done, out of all of the guests that we've had on, all of the other podcasts that we've been on, what is your favorite? So for me, I came up with Sal DeStefano. Yep. And actually, just to give him a shout out, he's from Mind Pump Media. He actually sat with me at dinner um, last December in 2019 and talked a lot about the podcast yep. with me and like how to get it going and how to do things. And he was the one that was like, you need to be consistent. <laughs> you know, however many days a week, the same day of the week, the same time you put it up and make sure your sound quality is really good. So that was an honor to have him on this year. I mm-hmm. love that conversation too. Yeah. I like the scale. I, lo- I, to be honest, I love our Friday fires. They're my favorite ones. I think just because like 
maybe I maybe I didn't get enough love as a child. No, I'm joking. My family was amazing, but I had hard coaches growing up. That was my big thing. Like my high school basketball coach was very tough. Um, I had challenging coaches in soccer. Like, and so I think I have grown to kind of love the tough love um, because I have grown so much from it. And I think that a lot of times, sadly, in today's world, um, we're too easy on people. To be totally honest, I think that we, uh, you know, we talked about it in the Friday Fire last week. We give ourselves too much grace. Um, you know, we oftentimes don't push ourselves when things get uncomfortable. And I think that it has created a lot of problems. And so I'm very into challenging yourself, um, not only physically, but mentally and, you know, in a self-development sense. And so I love our Friday Fires. And I think the scale one is something that so many women need to hear. It controlled me for a very long time. Um, and living without it now in my life has been one of the most freeing things. I've finally yeah. been able to listen to my body. Um, and so, you know, that was probably my favorite one. Yeah. I loved that one too. And um, I loved your post the other day that you put up just about, you know, how tall you are, how much you weigh. And it's funny because you get in conversation with people and I don't really like talking about the scale because mm-hmm. I don't, I remember there was a time someone asked me like, how much weight have you lost? You know, all those questions postpartum. And I actually just got very frustrated. And yeah. I, you know, basically my post was all about stop asking people how much weight they've lost, ask them how they feel and be mm-hmm. uplifting and encouraging to them because at that time I hadn't lost any weight on the scale. Yeah. And so it just kind of ate at me for a little while because it shouldn't be about the scale. It should be about, Hey mama, how are you doing? You just had a baby three months ago. I know. Or, Hey, you look really good. Like, I'm so proud of you. You know, I'm so happy to hear that you feel amazing. Right. Why does it have to be all about the scale and what diet are you doing? And, you know, thankfully I don't have like that group of friends, but I know some clients do. And, they say like every time they're around their girlfriends, it's all this like diet comparison. And what are you doing? And what are you doing? And so it's just very frustrating because, you know, especially in our space, we know that every person, every human being is very different and needs different things. Like not one of our clients does the same thing as another one of our clients. Not at all. Yeah. So, you know, I think that kind of is a great point to tag into our next one is like one of the biggest learnings from this year with the podcast and with just like our investment in our business and the time we've put into it you what you're doing today you likely will not see the reward reaped for three to six months Mm -hmm. and having that mindset and knowing that like what I'm investing in today I'm going to reap the reward of but I'm not going to see it tomorrow I probably won't see it next week I might not see it in a month but knowing that the habits that you're changing because Liz and I are about lifestyle we are not about quick fixes because I'll be honest anything you do for short-term weight loss is probably the wrong thing and what you do for long-term weight loss is a lot different than what you do for short-term weight loss. Short-term weight loss impacts the body in a lot of negative ways. And so we are about long-term change and it is it, it is investing. It might not be things that are going to make you drop 10 pounds next week, but they're the things that are going to help you keep that weight off when it does come off, the habits that you're changing. And the same thing with the podcast. Like the, the investment in the podcast time-wise has been a lot, but now we have things to send to clients when we want to, you know, tell them a, a concept or a theory, but we don't we don't have time to type it out or we don't have time to discuss it on a call. Yeah. We can just tag them in a podcast. We can, you know, we've we've gained a lot of followers and a lot of people that support us and, you know, clients from the podcast. And so it's definitely been an investment in time, but it has reaped its reward over time. Yeah, because it's all about how we help others and spread the message to disrupt the diet culture. That's kind of like our slogan, you know, Mm -hmm. fit mom lifestyle. Like we are here to disrupt the diet culture. And this is why we know that some people don't align with our messaging, but we also made a decision that we are going to coach with our ethics and our values first. And so even when people come to us for health coaching, I tell them all the time, like I will never take you to an extreme measure just to inflict a scale number Mm -hmm. that you 
want or, you know, fast weight loss, because that's not what that this is about. That's not what we're about. And mm-hmm. when we look at, you know, kind of where we were a year ago, when we hired one of our mentors, he told us in the very beginning, you're going to be working your butts off for three to six months before you're going to see the return on investment of what you're doing. And, you know, I often think back to when I started writing my cookbook in 2014, I just now finished that and sent it off to the graphic designer. And hopefully by the time this podcast, you know, is released, we're just a few days away of getting out to the world. But early January, the cookbook will be coming. And I don't know what that return on investment is yet. I I don't personally care about the monetary side of it because I've been writing this because it's helped me enjoy my lifestyle mm-hmm. and eat, you know, fun foods and, and whatever. And so that's a different topic. But, you know, when we first started working with Jason, he's like, you're not going to see all of this, you know, t- ROI for three to six months, if not longer. Yep. And so we want to share that with you because there's a lot of things that Becca and I have built and created this year. Some of them are not even out yet um, because, you know, we're filming things, we're writing things, we're designing things. And a lot of that takes time and we don't want to just throw it out to the world and say, Hey, here's a $97 workout program. I don't even know how much our workout program is going to be. So <laughs> scratch that. It's not going to be 97 bucks, but you know, like that's kind of one of our biggest things. For example, our win the day journal. We spent a lot of time on that. We spent a lot of time creating the course and designing the inside and thank God for, you know, art who designed it all mm-hmm. and, you know, created our logo and your husband who helped us order. And it takes a team of people totally. to really create great things. And so I think that's another thing that has been a big learning for Becca and I is expanding our team. Yeah. what The things that Liz and I want to accomplish for ourselves for our community, for this company are much bigger than we can do on our own. And that is why we've hired mentors, why we've hired coaches, why we've paid people more, take, expanded our team. We've hired sales team. We've hired more coaches. We, you know, we've taken art on as a full-time employee. Like There are people that have helped us along this journey and we would not be today where we are without them. And so we will plan on continuing to expand because we are just scratching the surface of what we want to accomplish as you know entrepreneurs. And you guys, being an entrepreneur or chasing anything in your life is going to have a lot of ups and downs. Always like I, you know, I was listening to a podcast this morning with Ed Milet, who's an amazing entrepreneur. He's very, very successful. Um, And he was talking to one of the Shark Tank guys and they were both talking about the Shark Tank guy was like, I worked at Red Lobster for five years. He's like, I, you know, slept three hours a night. I would come home. I was running rooms of my house out to people so that I could cover rent and I was sewing because he he owns FUBU Um, and so um, he was like I was sewing hats I was sewing clothes by myself you know with a small team in my house I would I would work until 3 a.m. I would wake up at 6 a.m. and I would do it all over again and Ed Milet was saying too he's like I grew a successful company I then went bankrupt and then I you know had to rent my house out and I was work I was stocking shelves to keep money and keep my house and I rebuilt another company. And so like, these are massive failures that people went through and massive hurdles that they went through, but they never gave up. And they, they always believed in themselves to be something great, just like everyone out there has the capability to be. You just have to believe in yourself. And a lot of times you're going to work for almost nothing. I mean, Becky and I, for the first couple of years of lifestyle nutrition, like we weren't taking home much money, especially after I I left OCF. Like OCF was a stable income for me because I was a full-time coach there. When I left OCF, Nick and I had to really discuss like, am I going to be able to keep doing this? Because I was not making very much at all. And we were, we had just had Carson and we had gotten to a place where I was like, I, 
I, I told him I was like I was starting to look at going back to corporate. I yeah. was, you know, and I was I was very nervous. And it, yeah. it's a really crappy feeling to not provide for your household um, and feel like you are becoming the problem as to like why you can't live a lifestyle anymore. Um, like I'm totally transparent. Like Nick and I had weeks where like I we had less than a thousand dollars in the bank, and you know it's having the passion and truly believing in yourself to grow something that you love um, and build the community and, you know, also value yourself to ask for what you know you deserve. Yeah. And I think a large part of that has become making um, the changes and investing in ourselves and our future, right? Because same way, you know, obviously we've talked about mm-hmm. where I was like, dude, I'm going to have to go back to corporate. I was looking at HR positions yep. for a while again, because I'm like, this is just not something that is going to provide the lifestyle that, you know, we want. And we were getting to that place. Thank God, you know, between our mentors and, you know, art who has helped us tremendously, we've been able to change and pivot and grow our business now in a way that we've not been able to do when we were, you know, driving to gyms all around our communities. Yeah. And we were running these challenges there and we were bringing home pennies on the dollar, you know, and, and that's not to say anything that like we regret by any means because we learned through that. We learned what not to do, but at the same time we kept going and we're going to keep going because you know, it's as cliche as it sounds like you fall down 10 times, you get up that 11th time. Like you just never know where your break is going to be. And for Becca and I, we're so passionate about helping women change their lives. I'm not passionate about helping people lose weight. I'll say that again. I'm passionate about helping people change their lives. I'm not passionate about you losing weight. I I want you to get to your goal. Totally. But I think so many people think it's weight that is what's going to change their life and it's not. And And that's why we tell them in the beginning, this is health coaching. That's why we don't take everyone on as clients. Liz and I have turned on plenty of clients in the past six months. You know, I used to not turn on clients because again, the money, I was terrified of not making enough money. Liz and I have since gotten to a place where like I am fully content turning down someone that does not speak to my values and what I want to coach. And I only say that because I know what we do works. And that is why I am so confident in what we will be able to grow with this because we are going to change lives. This is not a meal plan. This is not a templated dictatorship program where you hire me and I give you exactly what to do and you can't eat carrots and you can't eat fruit. Like Liz and I are about changing your life so that you never follow a freaking diet again. Like that is the life I want for women out there and to be confident in themselves and to never want to stop improving themselves. And so that you can show up as the best version of you that you can stand firm in your choices and be happy with yourself. Because here's the thing, so many women that we talk to, they're not that happy with themselves. And in turn, their relationships are suffering. And so if I can change one life to where that marriage is saved, right? Because now Mm -hmm. she's focused on herself. She's given the gift of health and confidence for herself. She's trickling that into her other relationships, whether it's with her spouse or also onto their children and showing them and raising your kids in the way that we can have the cookies or we can have the ice cream, but we're not going to be 50 pounds, you know, overweight, we've set a different expectation and we're going to go outside and we're going to play because mommy has energy for you, you know? And so that's the thing is, and you know, not to go into like the health coaching too much, but gut health and type two diabetes and the clients that we've been able to help with autoimmune conditions and, you know, minimize some of these symptoms that they can live pain-free. They can live without feeling nauseous after every meal and burping after every meal and having bloating and feeling like you're six months pregnant because your stomach's so distended. Like you guys, sadly, our doctors do not fix these things. They, 
usually band-aid them with like some acid reflux blocks or a, a, an acid blocker or, you know, any type of medication that they think or they tell you that you're crazy. So two quick things around that just as like wacky stories that I want to share. Um, one person told me that they've been on an acid blocker for eight years and I asked them because it is stated very openly that acid blockers should be temporary and she said yeah my doctor knows that but didn't offer any other help so I just keep refilling my prescription and I'm like that's not good because the long-term effect of that is not good the second thing is I had someone tell me that they did not go to the bathroom they did not poop for 40 straight days Oh my God. They went to the hospital. They went to the emergency room and the doctors basically were just like, well, we don't consider it, you know, that big of a deal. Threatening. Yeah. I, you guys, the more story, like Liz and I work with a lot of women and the more we work with women, the more stories, the more horror stories I hear of, we've had women ask their doctors for certain blood, blood markers, like very standard thyroid markers. And their doctor says, no. When you're when when it's supposed to be a doctor patient relationship, we also have clients like I had a client last week that I was on a phone call with and she was crying on the call because she's like, I have all of some of the best health care around me and no one can help me. No one says that anything is wrong with me when I'm having these awful symptoms. I'm exhausted. I'm bloated all the time. I keep gaining weight like I I feel for all of the women out there that are fighting for themselves, but doctors aren't listening. And don't get me wrong. I am not saying that doctors are not needed in this world. Doctors serve a very special purpose, but unfortunately they treat acute issues and symptoms like fatigue, symptoms like, you know, bloating, constipation are not often acute conditions that they worry about. They worry about saving people's lives when they need to be saved. But unfortunately, a lot of the lifestyle factors that get us to that point matter too, and those aren't addressed. And so we are here to help people that aren't being helped elsewhere. And, you know, that is what we want to stand for. That is what we want to do. I'll be totally honest. If someone wants to lose five or 10 pounds because they want to be 110 pounds instead of 115 pounds, like one, we need to dive deeper into why you actually want that. But two, I want to help someone that wants to change their life. Like that is what I want to help. And like I, you know, I want to help everyone. But I also want to help people that want to be helped, that are ready to change. And I think that has been one of our best learnings of 2020 and one of our biggest growths as coaches and in our businesses really niching down and, you know, really honing in on the clientele that we want to serve. And we want to serve people who are ready to change, who want to do the hard things and, you know, change their beliefs and their mindset and really break free from the cycle of dieting and, you know, kind of all of the other BS things that we see in the fads. So with that, we kind of want to wrap this up with a couple more just like funny quick moments that you know Becca and I were cracking up about as we were kind of putting this together and so I'm gonna go all the way back to last it was February February yep, we were in San Diego oh my gosh so we went out to uh, San Diego California we were there for a um, a business meeting with our mentor and a bunch of other um, health coaches and Becca and I were staying uh, on, like in San Diego but mm-hmm. the event was further away and so we decided to drive over to Coronado Island which is my mom's favorite place and I was like we so beautiful ha- so beautiful oh my gosh so I'm like we have to go there just in memory of my mom we're gonna have a margarita on the beach and walk the beach 
Becca and I decide, oh, we should try to take a photo shoot, you know, maybe take pictures of each other. We had a couple of very nice women take some pictures of us in which we look super silly trying Ridiculous. to do <laughs> trying to do Pinterest poses of two girls. <laughs> so anywho, um, while we were there, you guys, this is wacky. Becca was taking pictures of me on the rocks in San Diego. And there was a gentleman with his children taking photos of me while she was taking photos of me. It was so bad. It was so creepy. Like just makes you like want to crawl out of your skin type creepy. And so awkward. Like we take photos because we need them for content. Like Liz and I obviously post stuff on Instagram and high quality photos are nicer to look at than like crappy quality photos that we take of ourselves. And so we were trying to take nice photos. And this happened again this year. We um, were at the park with our children and Art was taking photos of us for, you know, posts and Fit Mom and stuff like that. And we were pushing... I was pushing Carson on the swing and Liz was pushing Marcus on the swing and Art was standing in front of us taking photos. This like 15 year old boy walks up to me and Liz and he, he's talking to me and he's like, um, can I have your Instagram handle? I was like, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, I, uh, you know, I, I'd like to follow you on Instagram. And I was like, um, no, thank you. Like, I'm obviously pushing my two year old on the swing right now. And Liz and her husband are here. Like, what and he was like well you know i think i think you'd really like following me i was like no thank you okay thank you for your time and like just like tried to turn away and walk away from the situation it was so uncomfortable i was like awkward you know hey we still got it we still got you know people think that we're great looking and this is great but like i just i can't i'm pushing my two-year-old on the swing and you feel that you need you feel compelled to come ask me for my instagram handle but anyways our year was a wonderful year of 2020 yep you know, I know for a lot of people and we had our downs too. Liz and I definitely had down points. Yep. Um, but we like to look at the positive. We like to look at what we take away from everything. If, you know, you can do anything to change your life, it is looking at every single thing you go through and asking, how can I turn this into the best thing that's ever happened to me? Yep. So as we enter the the week this week, um, you know, we just want to remind you that no matter where you are, no matter what's happened in 2020, you have the power within you to make a change. And, you know, kind of moving forward into the new year as we go on to 2021. And as I've been saying, kiss 2020 goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to challenge all of you to make some commitments to yourself, not New Year's resolutions, but just think about what you want to accomplish this coming year or in the next six months, whatever that looks like for you and make a commitment to show up for yourself every single day and take imperfect action. As I talked about in the beginning of this podcast, you know, it's all about showing up and being consistent. Even if you show up imperfectly, it's better than not showing up at all. So with that, uh, we will be back on Wednesday and we hope that you have a fabulous day. You can join our Fit Mom Lifestyle Facebook group. It's our free community on Facebook. Um, There's a link in our show notes below. And then we will see you all on Wednesday. Thank you all so much for being here. If you've enjoyed this podcast, the best thing that you could do for us as a gift to us would be to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram, tag us, share it on Facebook, whatever platform that you listen, or just tell a friend, invite a friend to listen to this podcast. Um, The more that you can kind of share with word of mouth, the more people that we can touch throughout the world. And leave us a five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day. Bye.